Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And it is that time of the year again, Kenton. It is the end of 2019. Uh, it went by so quickly. It did. We it? almost forgot to do a best of. <laughs> it went by well, so fast. Between uh, you know finishing up our marking and getting ready for next semester and going to see Star Wars uh, a couple times, it's been a busy week. Yeah. Uh, I would say a weekend, rather. Um, and we'll talk more about Star Wars uh, on our Star Wars Nerds podcast, but uh, if, if you haven't listened to that, our general consensus is that we both liked it, um, and certainly the backlash that it's now facing from, from fans and critics is, I think, unwarranted. But. Although it seems there's two sides to it, where there's, I think there's actually people praising it too much on one yeah. side, and then there's people hammering it too hard. I feel like other. I might be in the praising it too much category, because I just... <sighs> I just get so frustrated with people hating it so much and, yeah. and just like, come on, just relax. It's Star Wars. Relax, guys. I'm happy it's not that, meant yeah. to be like super serious, right? It's supposed to be a fun movie, and it is a fun movie, and I thought it was good. Yeah, and, and I thought the same thing. So if people want to listen to our Star Wars nerds with our spoiler-filled Yeah, go see the podcast. movie first. And, yeah. then, and it's certainly it's a good movie to see in the theater. The, uh, today's episode of Media Nerds, we're going to talk about the best and worst of... 2019, uh, as far as media is concerned. So oh, we have, we're doing worse. Well, too, I mean, if, if worse comes to mind, we might. Uh, there's a couple things I want to kind of yeah. flag as being not great. Same with me. Uh, in, the, in the movie <laughs> category, there's one thing that I just thought. Speaking of nitpicking a well, movie, let's, let's start there. Then let's start with the oh, movie. Oh, are we category. gonna? We're sure. just gonna hop right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. Um, so we'll start with movies of 2019, and I'll start by saying that I I, I feel it was really bad for not going to see movies in the theater nearly as much as I usually do, and I've I've already I know I've missed. A bunch of movies that are probably pretty good that yeah. I have not seen yet, such as Joker or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, any of the Oscar nominees. I saw that on the weekend. Once See, Upon a Time, yeah, like yeah. Th- that kind of thing. Like I, I just have not had time to go as much, or even even renting them on demand and stuff. I've not had time to do that either. I've been more focused on TV series this year mm-hmm. than movies, and that's I don't know if that's an overall trend with everybody. Or if just me, but uh, yeah, I didn't see as many movies as I liked. So I would say of the movies I saw in the theater. Probably my favorite ones were the were the Marvel movies. You know, I saw all the Marvel movies in the theater and Star Wars, and that's yeah. pretty much it. Like I've got um, so of those, we've got uh, Captain Marvel, Endgame, and the Spider Man Far From Home. Of those three, I think Spider Man was probably my favorite. Did you see that one? I did. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I really enjoyed that that uh, sequel to the you know Homecoming and and all the whole European vacation aspect of it, and it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, I I liked it. You know, my usual Marvel review is fine. It's fine. Yeah. I liked what they did with uh, Mysterio. I thought that yeah. was a really interesting twist on that character, and I really enjoyed uh, I enjoyed Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I didn't find the movie particularly surprising or shocking or anything, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was fine. It was yeah. good. It was a good-humored uh, Marvel movie. So, so I, yeah. I know that that's kind of a lame movie to have as your number one of the year, but I just don't have anything else that I really, well, I, really I, jumped out. I mean, Star Wars is good, but it's I just saw it, so it's, I still I have to... Filter that down in my list, but I think uh, Star Wars will certainly be in the top five for me. See, there is something else at work here, and that is here in Canada, sometimes we get movies at at different times. Oh, do we? Oh, well, I mean, I didn't watch all of the award-winning like Oscars last year. Right. I didn't watch those till this year. Right. So yeah. what year do you rank those? So that's always yeah, a problem. I, I tend to try yeah. and go towards the uh, the year release, which is usually, of well, course, and I'm going to watch all these movies in 2020 because we don't have a week left in 2019. Yeah. I'm not going to get to these. And so, yeah, I will watch a bunch of 2019 movies in 2020. And I did the same thing last yeah, year. Yeah, so, right. so maybe, like I always like to think of the end of the movie year as being in February, which is when we normally do our Oscars podcast yes and, that's right okay and so so this is like a tentative category at best okay. 
But so I I got uh, two different kinds of movies here. I've got um for for new films, probably the one that the nerdy one that brought me the most joy was John Wick three, which I loved. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. It's uh certainly it's a lot like the other ones, but uh, I can't get enough of I didn't, it. I didn't get uh, past the first one. I thought uh, oh, yeah. the first one was fine. It didn't. And I was way late to that party. Like I, I saw it. I think it was on, you know, whatever the whatever the cable movie channel is that uh, <laughs> that shows our, our movies. Um, so I watched it. and I thought at home was it one evening. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. like Keanu. He's good. And I haven't seen any of the other ones, uh, but I've heard excellent things about it. And there's a fourth one coming. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about that is that they've scheduled right now. The schedule is to have that movie come out the same day as the the new Matrix sequel, which Keanu's also making. So there's going to be Matrix 4 oh, against John on. Wick 4. No, there won't be. Yeah, they'll, no. they'll, they'll shift it. Oh, I know they will. That, yeah, that's, yeah. But, but there there is going to be a fourth Matrix film, which I'm kind of excited about because I really like that film franchise. I think that Matrix franchise ends at number one. Wow. But uh, I like... Maybe, maybe they'll do like a thing where number two and three didn't happen. They'll do that. They'll do like the Halloween thing <laughs> where the sequels didn't make sense. They go right from the beginning of... Uh, right from the end of the first film into the, sec- into the fourth film. The other anyway. one that I loved this year was uh, the documentary Amazing Grace on uh, Aretha Franklin. I, I recommended it on our podcast, and that's one that sticks with me. It's a big, positive, awesome movie of of footage that couldn't be released until uh, this year. And actually, this, is, this might be one that, in fact, did run in the U.S. in 2018. It may have. It may not have either. I'm not sure. But uh, that would be my top pick for documentary. And then I had two uh, uh, that I caught up with this year that I didn't see last year. And Game Night, which is one that uh, I loved. I love I that movie. It's very good, yes. yeah. Yeah, I love it. And, uh, and even if you don't think you're going to enjoy that movie, I'd say there's a montage in the opening sequence that I think is one of the great film montages of all time. Wow, right? okay. Yes, right up there with Casino oh. to, for, set, for <laughs> setting the scene at the beginning of a film okay. and just going, oh, I think I'm going to enjoy this. So I'm going to throw that one in. And I saw the foreign film, uh, which I also recommended, Happy as Lazaro. Um, which uh, uh, did it win last year? No, it didn't win last year, but it was nominated last year. And I saw that this year, and it was maybe my favorite movie of the year that I saw. But really? technically, yes, but technically not a not a twenty or not right. 19, 2019 movie. And, okay. And uh, when we're talking about worst, us. It is just absolute garbage. Still haven't seen it. Absolute bullshit garbage (laughs) that asks you to believe things that couldn't possibly be true, that make no sense whatsoever, that... uh that, that if we're talking about picking apart Star Wars, oh, my friend, you just see the movie Us, and we can have an entire podcast. Well, I'm going to we... have to see it because it yeah. is, uh, it is uh, you know, I don't know why I didn't watch it during my October uh, movie marathon, but um, it was, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, what's his face, uh, um, Jordan Peele, um, you know, his follow-up to Get Out, which was an excellent film. And everyone, it seems like there's very, it's a very divided audience. There's half people love it, half people hate it. You either love it or you hate it. You don't, there's no middle ground. So I don't know. I've, I've not seen it. I really don't know very much about it, to be honest. I know the vague premise. People show up that look like them or something like the that. The promise of the film is undone almost immediately. And uh, if you can't see the surprise twist ending coming a mile away, I'd be surprised. All right, I'll watch it then. I'll watch yeah. it just to see if I get that reaction. I'll and, let you know. And there's a plot device in the film. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm promising to watch the worst movie of the year. Well, I just think Kim it's Kim. terrible. <laughs> I, I really do. But, I mean, it's true. Some people really love that that film. But let me tell you, it is no Get Out, yeah, which is a I, great film. I think as far as my worst of the year, I would probably put Hellboy in that category. Oh. It was uh, – 
poorly, too much CGI, just really, really CGI'd out like crazy. And it was a, just a bad idea in general. Like, they shouldn't have done a Hellboy reboot. It was too soon. Maybe they shouldn't ever do another Hellboy. I know they kind of want to keep these franchises going, but if, uh, um, what's his name, is too old to do Hellboy, then. I don't think he is. Uh, Ron uh, Perlman? You I don't think, think he's too old? He's, no. in his, he's like almost 80 years old. I don't think he's too old. <laughs> he's not too old to do Hellboy. Okay. How old was he when he did the Well, I guess oh, he must 70? have been in his, Yeah, he must have been close to 70 well, like, 10 years ago. But um, David Cross has a great bit that he does in stand-up about he wants Ron Perlman to run. And then, and then his fantasy is that when he's debating Donald Trump, he just beats the living crap out of him. <laughs> and at, like, here, let me tell you what I think about your bang, bang, bang. Yeah. So, uh, so I still think he's got. It. I still think he could do it. Okay, uh, well, I mean, they, they certainly they're CGI. The CGI, too. yeah, they could do that. It would still be better than this film, uh, which wasn't uh, was it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to television, which is probably the biggest category. Ooh. I did watch a lot of TV this year, but still, there's a ton of stuff I still haven't gotten to yet. I have not watched Man in the High Castle season four. I have not had time. No, me to watch neither. it. Uh, I've not had time to watch The Expanse season four. Which is like the Expanse was one of my favorite series of the previous year, and I've not had time to watch it. It's over on Amazon now, so I've been I've actually been trying to catch up on past seasons of the Expanse, so I'm fresh with it, and I've been and I'm rewatching like seasons one through three, and it's still amazing. It's still a great show. Like I can't uh, and speak, I plan to watch it. Speak too. highly enough of the, of the Expanse, but I've not watched it yet. Uh, what else haven't I not have I not gotten to? There's a bunch of stuff I have not gotten to, and I didn't watch a lot of network TV, which I usually do. I usually watch like The Flash and all those CW shows, and there's a number of different like uh, kind of network comedies that I watch. I, I didn't watch that, any of that stuff this year. I stuck to mainly streaming services, Netflix, um, you know, Amazon Prime, uh, Crave TV here in Canada, that kind of stuff, and I, I did not. Uh, waver from that at all, pretty much. Um, so let's start with you. What was one of your favorite shows of the year? Well, what I'm going to say is my short list. I'll tell you my short list, and I'll tell you my favorite one. Crashing. Chernobyl. That was good. Okay, that was good, too. Pen, yeah, I saw those. Pen15, which is just such a good... The CBC showed it here, and it's on Hulu in the U.S., Okay, and it is incredible. It's so good that I watched it on the shitty CBC streaming oh app my with God. garbage commercials oh thrown in every which way. <laughs> um, Dead to Me on Netflix, Succession on HBO, uh, Fleabag on Amazon yeah, Prime. I still haven't got to that one yet. Mr. Inbetween on FX. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on uh, Amazon Prime. The Mandalorian on Disney+. Oh, yes, Plus, of course. And Catastrophe on uh, Amazon Prime. I loved all of those shows. It was also the year the True Detective came crashing back into favor where yep. it was good again. But of all those shows, my favorite one. Beating the Mandalorian. Oh my God! Is the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I was going to agree with you. On I that just one. love it. Yeah, it's so good. I, I have to say, I would. I, I agree. I, that is my favorite show. It's even so though, great. Even though my favorite, my second favorite show. So Maisel is absolutely. Is it? Yeah. I always say Maisel. It's Maisel. Right. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, it's so funny. It's just every. It's just hilarious. You're right. You were right about like the season two premiere. Being not great, that was like the only yep. bad episode among the whole, all of it. Because um, it's out of character for and, everything. And, and, yeah, yeah, and it, it does kind of retreads all the stuff. Yeah. It was like a catch-up episode for everybody who, I think what happened was, first season go, comes out, nobody really paid attention to it, then it got all these acclaim and all these awards, and then when season two came out, they kind of had to, they felt they had to catch everybody up on what happened yeah. in season one, so they, they, you don't need to do that these days. And the, the money that they must spend on each episode is 
astounding. But it well, is it is it's, like it's, it's like Mad Men. It is. It's yeah. Mad Men level of like mm. a- historical accuracy. It's the same p- time period as Mad Men, approximately. It's a little bit earlier, late fifties, but. Yeah, it's amazing, and the acting is oh man, like Tony Shalhoub and Kevin yeah. Pollock and and uh, all these people who are in it, just amazing yeah. actors. And I love when uh, um, Zach Levi shows up. I'm like, how yeah. who knew that guy was in this? He's hilarious. There's a, there's all kinds of people who show up in there that you just wouldn't expect to be in the show yeah. that are just fantastic. Yeah. So and it always makes me laugh, and it I, I never get bored during the show. And it's an hour. It's an hour long yeah. show, which is Flies awesome. By. It's like yeah. one of those shows where you can't believe the time's gone by. And yeah. it, but whereas sometimes The Mandalorian leaves me feeling shortchanged. Like, what the hell? That was only half yeah. an hour. <laughs> like, I want more story here. Maisel doesn't do that. And so. it's also a show with about talking, really. There's a lot of talking yep. that goes on in that show, and I love it. I can't get enough of but, that. But talking. even like, okay, so I'm gonna get a little specific here. In season two, they go to uh, they go to the um, what do you call the Catskills? It? The Catskills, right? They go to a resort yeah. in the Catskills, and they have this amazing shot where they arrive at the cabin, and it's a one take. It's a one yeah. static shot of just the front of the cabin, yes. and it shows them just all the chaos of them going in there, rearranging the furniture, just talking to each other, yelling through the windows at each other. It was so good. Incredible. It's like, oh, then they did it again yeah. when the other family arrives. And when the, when the, um, the uh, Kevin Pollock's family arrives, they do the same thing with around their car. It was just so well done. Yeah. Love it. Such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, such a good show. My second favorite, of course, is Watchmen. Uh, I finished watching it the other day. Oh, that, that's probably just outside the like, ones it, that I... Red. Yeah. I, I like I, I or I shouldn't say like I love Watchmen, not as much as the ones that I've listed there. But it is it's a great show. It is very you very can't good. deny that. And it uh, it was a satisfying ending to the season. It um, it did give us what we wanted in terms of Doctor Manhattan and all that other stuff. And it was just very very good, a great adaptation. And it was just basically a sequel to the comic book. Um, and it, it was just awesome. It was just so much fun to, to watch that. I didn't get to the final episode until about a week after it aired. I was busy with other stuff, and I didn't have time to watch it. So I just watched it a couple days ago, actually, and I uh, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, Watchmen is really good. I hope that – I had heard that it wasn't getting great ratings, so I hope they renew it for a second season. I don't know if they have or uh, not. I think they will if they haven't already. They should I do mean, it. Uh, HBO is usually good for at least two, yeah. if not three. Like, they gave three to yeah. the leftovers, and leftovers never did well. Yeah. And and Lindelof is like a, a, a tried and true kind of producer now. So you think that it d- does surprisingly have a very leftovers feel to it oh, yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, all the mis- mystery and what's going on, you don't really know. At, and t- at times, frustrating. Yeah. And, and it's. Uh, in sort of its withholding of information, but ultimately paying off, right. just like Leftovers always did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So great show. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what else I really enjoyed this year as far as TV goes. There's so much. I mean, the the ones that didn't make. Let's <laughs> hear. Let me throw some at you. All right. Um, uh, uh, Mrs. Wilson on PBS was fantastic. Lunatics, uh, the Chris Lilly show on Netflix. Um, years and years on HBO. I don't know. Maybe on on another day. If, oh. That might be my favorite show. When they see us on Netflix, Last Chance You on Netflix, Black Summer, the great zombie uh, show. Oh, on is that Netflix. good? Okay. Oh, it is so oh, good. good. I, I keep seeing it like yeah. advertised via Netflix, and I didn't... unbelievable Mind Hunter on Netflix. Ah. <laughs> What sound is that? Um, so much. Uh, we have not talked about the finale of Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, that yeah, too. That that was a, a pretty good season overall. Was yeah. the finale to your liking, or what? Did I, you think? Of course, yeah. I liked it. Okay. How could you not like that show? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, they they really strongly hinted at the end that we were going to get uh, Earl yeah. Bachman. Not so much. 
Well, right? I, I do think that was a disappointment in that show. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do it. They're going to see him. He's going to be there. And then, no. You need you need to um, – if you're going to build it up that way, I think you need to pay it off with, uh, with, the, actual with the actual guy. But, I you know, I understand they don't want to make the show about him. They don't want that whole show to have been about that character. So I understand that. I think think two full seasons or three full seasons without him. Right. Two two full seasons. But if the finale comes back around to that's what this has all been about, I get why you wouldn't do that. But They did it well with The Office and having like Michael Scott left uh, and they had two full seasons without Michael Scott. They went on for another two years without that character. But then they brought him back for the finale and it was great. They, they, I mean, it was different circumstances, of course, because, you know, uh, um, Steve Carell's maybe a nicer person than what's his name, but, mm-hmm. uh, and the character was certainly nicer than, than Ehrlich Bachman, who was kind of a dick, but you know, I guess we actually cared about this or we, people don't actually care about Bachman that much. I think that was mm-hmm. part of the issue. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I felt like it was a bit disappointing that they didn't achieve their, they did achieve their goal of like creating the fastest internet or whatever, but they had to, they had to tank it because of, you know, AI taking over the world or something like that. It that was a, whole show was about highs and lows. Yeah. We did it. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. We did it. And and sort of back and forth and back and forth. But I think that show could have kept going. Oh, yeah. I think so as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it had something to say about technology. And again, the performances were amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, the guy plays um, the main character there. Again, blanking on names. But just all the all the actors in that, that uh, show are very good. The guy who's like the big, rich kind of asshole uh, guy who runs that festival. Yeah. Um, that whole thing was hilarious. Yeah, it was it was very good. I was very happy with with uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, so there you go. It's TV, um, as usual, that we could do a whole podcast on what we watch for TV. Um, I've got more stuff here. Sure. I've got uh, a podcast. Sure. What do you say? Um, I think my, my favorite podcast that I started listening to, now, of course – there are many podcasts that start and stop, and we're not going by year here, but as far as like what I listened to in 2019, my favorite new podcast was probably The Dollop. I really enjoy that that podcast. It's really funny. Um, now, th- that being said, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the live episodes. I don't know why it is that I don't like live podcast episodes as much as like a recorded one like this one. Because you're, they're best when you're in the crowd. That's I guess why. It must be. Yeah. Have you ever gone to a live podcast recorded uh, yeah kevin smith oh, okay i saw in chicago he's one coming, of the years we he's went coming there. back actually yeah. he's coming back here next month i think actually i think it's it's not a podcast it's um well it sort of is he's showing his film and having a discussion yeah there's a q a afterwards but uh but yeah i haven't gone to see a live podcast recording and i imagine it's, i've heard quite a few like kevin smith is one of those ones who's been doing it for years right so he's kind of kind of the pioneer in that field. But yeah, the dollop, I mean, it's it, the premise is that one guy comes up with this, like researches and creates a story of American history. Now they, when they go on the road, they tour Europe, they tour Australia and different places. And they usually do a, a, you know, historical story related to that place. So not as interesting to me when it's not American history, but it's usually really funny, something really weird. And the guys are hilarious. Like they did this whole thing about, um, one of my favorite episodes was about Soylent, which is the supplement. It was like a health supplement kind of a product. I don't know if you knew about that. And the guy, it was just the guy who was nuts who created this. He actually deliberately called it Soylent after Soylent Green. 
Like, I thought it was a joke. I thought Soylent meant something else, and it was like a coincidence. No, no. He knows about the film Soylent Green. He still called it Soylent because he thought it was going to be like Soylent Green. I'm like, Soylent Green is people, man. Come on. What are you doing? Um, so anyway, this the whole delivery of it and this guy um, who kind of goes in cold, not knowing anything. It's a great example of some improvisational comedy, and they've got a great chemistry, and it's a, just a funny podcast to listen to. And I also, as a, as a kind of honor, honor honorable mention, I'll say Conan O'Brien had some excellent guests this year. Oh, excellent. I really do still like listening. To, I was listening to it on the way here. Conan excellent. O'Brien needs a friend. They had John Mulaney on. I was listening to that. Great conversation. Uh, more so, he's kind of replaced Mark Marin in a lot of ways. Marin is really falling off the radar for me. I barely ever listen to Marin. Uh, me too. Like, I, I'll listen to Marin based on who the guest yeah, is. Yeah, but as the guest has not been just, great. I like, just used to – well, he's interviewed everybody. At a certain, <laughs> It's true. At a certain point, you get you get to the, the spot where – what are you you know people are coming back now when they're promoting something as opposed to we're having a deep discussion but, about but he's already done the deep discussion with everybody yeah. so what do you talk about the second time around That's there's right. nothing it's not as good no yeah yeah all right so okay there's two uh there's one that uh i loved and one that's new so uh i'll do full podcast and i'll do a podcast episode okay <laughs> just because the podcast is so new but uh, i listened to a music podcast called needle mythology this year and that's a new one and it's a guy talking to musicians people who make music and because it's in the UK um, there are some good UK musicians who show up to discuss their life's work and I just like uh, you know even uh, his last episode was with a UK journalist who reviews music and who I've never heard of and whose name I can't even remember but it doesn't matter if you just enjoy listening to People who love music talking about it. Needle mythology okay. is an awesome one. I also wanted to point out that our friend Michael Moore has started a podcast what? in the last two weeks. Oh my god! And it's called Rumble. And this is what I'm going to say uh, here: the the podcast episode I'll recommend that's worth listening to is he had Robert De Niro on as his guest <laughs> of all things. And of course, Robert De Niro is not a fan of Trump. Of course, Michael Moore is not a fan of Trump. So it's a pretty interesting podcast. Um, sort of talking about what's going on and Robert De Niro's thoughts. And Robert De Niro isn't known as a guy who does a lot of interview shows and who really opens up a lot. So it's, uh, I really, I listened to that episode yesterday and I just really like the discussion again. So I, I don't know the podcast enough. It hasn't been around enough. Is it, the, is it just an interview style podcast? Like he just has no, uh, no, uh, there's another episode where he went to watch the impeachment of Donald Trump where oh. he goes to Washington and takes the train and then records his podcast on the way home on the train talking okay. about what he saw and and his own observations. I feel like he should do streeters. Like he was always very good. Remember oh. his TV show he had in the nineties? Like yeah. he TV was always, Nation. Yeah, yeah. He was always very good about going and just talking to people at random and asking them questions and and doing those kind of publicity stunt type things. And he should do that in podcast form. I think that would really work. Just yeah. go to streeters, talk to people, and uh, and you, he'd probably get some really good. Uh, material that way. I'll give that a listen. That's interesting. I like Michael yeah. Moore. I like his his work. So yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll certainly check that one. There's out There's a few sure. episodes there, but you know, after a few, it's so hard to know after a few. Like, is this going to continue? But he seems to, and he even says they haven't been promoting it. They haven't. He's like, but lots of people are finding it, so that's good. And I think I might have seen uh, him tweet something about it. Which is how I okay. found out. So yeah, it's a good listen. Um, I, you know, if we can go back to TV for a second, yeah. one thing you, you talked about the the presidential impeachment and that kind of stuff, and it reminded me. I forgot to mention one of my favorite TV shows of the year was actually Saturday Night Live. Oh uh, yeah. I, I no, I have to say though, I watch it pretty much every week. Mm-hmm. I just actually I record it, and I just watched last night the Eddie Murphy episode, which yeah. was this past I watched week. It. So what did you think of that one? 
I was disappointed. Really? Uh, you know, he brought back all his all his favorite characters. I Mr. Was, Robinson. I was su- Gumby. I was super happy to see Eddie Murphy. Of course, yay! That's great. Bring him back. I was ha- I like the monologue that was where he funny. brought out. Uh, no white guys allowed. Oh, that was, that yeah, was yeah. the best part about it. He's yeah, like, yeah. you said it. Uh, you said it, uh, Chris yeah. Rock. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Keenan Thompson gets that guy out of there. It was very funny. I yeah. Was so there was that. I loved Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, bringing it back. It had something new to say about it. Yep. I thought they squandered Buckwheat and they squandered. Uh, and yeah, they, Gumby and, wasn't great. Yeah. And they squandered Gumby. Although I did like Eddie Murphy going off on a tirade as as Gumby, <laughs> but, uh, but but putting it in those no talent hacks who deliver the news was absolutely depressing. Oh, okay. I can't. I hate their giggling at each other's jokes, which aren't funny. Let's just say <laughs> I hate that SNL is the new breeding ground for celebrity dating, for celebrity Tinder. Well, that's the, and, that and now was, it's yeah. endless in in jokes about that and. Uh, uh, I'm just sick. I'm so sick of that cast. I wish they would all go away. Oh, wow. That's how I feel about it. But, hey, more good. I'm glad that we still have Alec Baldwin. And Well, you know. the one thing I was going to say that I don't like about it is the uh, the kind of the parade of celebrities coming on to play presidential candidates yeah. and all their debate sketches because they bring in every, almost everybody's from outside the cast except for Kate McKinnon and yeah. your, one of your favorite guys, uh, Colin Jost. Oh, he's just <laughs> who's awful. Who plays Buttigieg. Uh, but... He um like he just kind of plays it straight. He doesn't do anything as far as an impression or anything like that. Just you know kind of a straight white guy. But um but all these other celebrities they bring in Maya Rudolph and and uh um what's her name from oh shoot. Uh oh, they changed Joe Biden. It was Woody Harrelson yeah. and now it's uh one of their old guys, one yeah. of the other that started, guy. Yeah, that guy who's yeah. in all the movies. Uh, so they, I guess Woody Harrelson didn't want to do it anymore. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, he did it for a couple of different, he did it on the episode he was yeah. on and then he did it for a couple more episodes and he's like, no, I'm done. Don't want to do that anymore. See, I, I just, <coughs> I, the other thing that I hate is the next day pretending that something newsworthy happened there. Oh, I, and, yeah, that's, du- okay, that's stupid. With, with Eddie Murphy. Okay. That is newsworthy. That is something. That's new- the first time he's been yeah. back on the show yeah. since he was on the show, right? He's never hosted yeah. before. Yeah. So that was a big deal for sure. Uh, I find that it's interesting that Eddie Murphy is like really trying to get into the public eye right now. Like he's done. He did that yeah. comedians and cars getting coffee. Let's do a stand up tour. I think that's that's what's going to happen. Well, it, he's got a movie coming out, or he's got a couple movies. Oh, I Dol- saw it. Dolomite movie or whatever. Yeah, is I that, saw that yeah, one. It's it good. good. Is it yeah, okay? it's on Netflix, and it's a it's a it's a movie about movies, which I always enjoy. Oh, okay, and it's a it is a fun romp through the through the movie <laughs> business. And, uh, you know, and it might even uh, garner Eddie Murphy uh, an Oscar nomination. Really? Yeah, I think it might. Oh, man. No. Come on. Yeah, I think it might. Is it a comedy, though? It's a comedy. Comedies don't win Oscars. I don't know. I think think, uh, we can forgive Eddie Murphy for Dr. Doolittle and Norbit at this point. Dr. Doolittle was actually a success. Norbit was not. Well, it It was was a monetary success, but, I mean, (laughs) come on. Norbit was the one he did. Uh, that's funny because uh, I was listening to a different podcast and these guys were talking about him. He did that one. Um, Dream Girls. Dream Girls, which, which he was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And then a month later, Norbit comes out. They think Norbit cost him the Oscar for Dream Girls. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They were like, we can't nominate this. No, this no. guy can't win. No. Yeah. 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 So that's funny. OK. Yeah, I hope he does a stand up tour so, and I was happy to see him. But I just seriously that SNL it is. <sighs> It's been dead for so long, and once in a while, it. hey, I'm happy to admit that once a year they have a good episode. But uh, there, there's it, it. 
we need a turnover there. We I do. agree. I agree about the cast. I think you're right. There's a lot of people there who are kind of hanging on a little bit too long. Like I think yeah. first of all, I think Kate McKinnon should be gone. She should have gone, gone two years ago. She's way more talented than anyone else in that cast. She should be gone. Not, um, not uh, that that show shows it. Well, I don't think. I, I think it I, when shows I saw that she's her very on, good. When I saw her on Comedians in Cars, I was like, oh boy, I'd like to see her in something else other than where we do see her. We don't see her. She doesn't do a lot I of know, other stuff. But that's where I want to see her. I want to see her do something else. I want to see her do stand up. I want to see her do something. A movie where she is the star of the film and that it's yeah. hilarious. Like, I think she – I agree that she, she certainly will do that. But I think on uh, on SNL, I, I just I, – I'm not – her impressions fall into one category and it's exaggeration. Yeah. And uh, like all of them, <laughs> pretty much it's just exaggeration. That's what we're going to do here. We're just going to uh, – you know, we're going to do it week after week after week. I don't know. I, I to me, it's past its expiry date. I was having a conversation with a friend about the actors on there and why, like, why someone like Keenan Thompson is still on Saturday Night Live after I don't know fifteen years or however long he's been on the show. Like, he is the longest running cast member. But someone like Tim Meadows was the same. Tim Meadows mm-hmm. was on there way longer than he should have been. But it is a, is it like just a comfort level of like. I just want to keep this job because I don't want to. It's a risk if you leave the show to go well, do movies. Then you could end up like Tim Meadows and not have a career after that. Like he did never. He never really did do anything. Um, you know, notable. He did lots of little bit parts and stuff like that. But he's not. He didn't have a successful. Every job film gets career. easier the longer you do it, and probably SNL is a perfect example of its hardest when you start. Because uh, nobody wants to write you a sketch, right. and you think that you've got it made, and then you show up on the show, and famously, you don't have it made. You're you're just struggling to just even get airtime. And there's been some famous people, even Chris Rock said on that show, yeah. they, they told me, you're going to be the next Eddie Murphy, and then a year later, he said, no, you're not, no. kind of thing. And it's true. <laughs> like People go on that show expecting with an expectation, and then the work that they end up having to put in is far beyond like. Uh, yeah, and I'm not suggesting that the work that they put into it isn't uh, – they don't put a lot of work into it. They do. I just think the payoff week after week is pretty minuscule for the work they that, do put that, in. The um, Buckwheat sketch, uh, the masked singer, and that whole thing was dumb. I also I thought the audience seemed to miss – I wasn't fully plugged into what Eddie Murphy had done on that show before. There was that as well, yeah, because yeah, it's been so yeah. long, right? It's a completely different yeah. generation that uh, not familiar with his characters. And he was only on for like one season, yeah. right? One season? No, 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 no. Yeah, he was on. Uh, he was on more than that. Like he was still when he was doing Forty Eight Hours. He was still the movie. Okay. He was still on SNL. Okay, like he. His, but he, he left right after that. As soon as it was apparent uh, he was going to have success. I'm gonna. I'd have to revisit that and see. Are you gonna look it up? I'm gonna look it up. I'm just curious. I don't think he was on for very long. Like Chevy Chase famously left after one season, right? I also thought they could have brought on some of the people that he had been on SNL with, like Julie uh, Louis Dreyfus. That would have been uh, nice, yeah. And uh, hey, Joe Piscopo. Although it's often, you know, in that uh, SNL book I have, uh, Tom, by Tom Shales. He's, uh, everybody says uh, Eddie Murphy's success went to Joe Piscopo's head. Okay. <laughs> but uh, what does it say? Um, hold on, Eddie Murphy here. Okay, Eddie Murphy was on 1980. Um, it doesn't say, so maybe he was on. Uh, oh, he left in 1984, so he was on for four years. Yeah. 1980 to 84. Yeah. So there you go. And he also was not hired by Lauren Michaels. That was the year uh, that Dick yep. Ebersol yeah, was yeah. in charge. And he also, uh, they wouldn't give him a lot of airtime until that famous, there was no, there was some time available and he did stand up in that time that was available at the end of the show and it made him a star. Yeah. Basically, he knocked it out of the park. So 
you know, when when and apparently one of the reasons Eddie Murphy hadn't been back so much in recent years is because and they'd even do show the do do uh, episodes where they parodied him and stuff. And he's like, hey, I just saved the show. So and so there's some bad blood there, I think, oh, okay. as a result of that. And the fact that that he really did it himself, like nobody really helped him. They said even when he was sick, when he was 16 years old, he would call up uh, to SNL offices on a payphone and say, give me time. I need to be on the show yeah. and stuff. And uh, and like, you know, kept pestering them until they eventually did have him on the show. Hmm. But uh, so I think there I think, you know, I think he's grateful for the, his time there. But I th- also think that, uh, you know, that's one of those things that takes a while to forgive. Well, obviously. You, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Hasn't been back in forever. All right. Let's move on to a different category. What else do you got? Um, book. Oh, book. Uh, again, not, not read much books this year. So let me yeah. just throw these two out there. <laughs> um, the Coddling of the American Mind is one I recommend to everyone. Oh, yeah. Making... You told me about this one. Yes. It's uh, Greg Luke. Oh, I can't read my own writing. Lukianoff and Jonathan Hate. P- please forgive me if I misspell or mispronounce that first name. I can't read my own writing. Jonathan? But, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so The Coddling of the American Mind is about what's happening in schools. Uh, the book is making the rounds here at Red River College. Yeah, yeah. Three of us have read it. Fourth one has it. I'll, I'll read yeah. it next. I'll get in line for that one for sure. So it's excellent. Uh, it's just about what's what's happening in colleges and what's with the kids these days and what's with the teachers these days and uh, more than that and a, and a larger issue. And I know some people are reading it because they they want their kids to turn out good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the other book that I have to give a shout out to is The Volunteer by Jack Fairweather. And that's a book, of a real, a true story about a man who volunteers to go, uh, uh, a real person who volunteered to go into Auschwitz to get arrested to go in and then to try to report back what was happening there. And ultimately, he, what he wanted to do was take down Auschwitz from the inside. And the book is all about sort of what happened when he was there and um, and uh, why some, the, some of his eff- efforts were somewhat successful and some of them were not and kind of what was going on at that time. So I just found it to be a fascinating look uh, inside the prison camp, and this year I went to the Montreal Holocaust Museum, and uh, which is, you know, an incredible museum, uh, sort of along the lines of um, the Canadian Museum for Human Rights, something like that. Yeah. And uh, and it sort of, uh, it was kind of fresh in my mind, having been there and then reading that book. I thought, um, you know, really drove it home. Really drove home what all of that stuff was about. Cool. So those are the two books that I read and loved the most. Okay. Well, I need to read more books this year. <laughs> That's my one read of my resolutions. I got to read more. I've not. Everybody read does. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to get my kids to read more too. Um, I'm giving them all books for Christmas. As far as like each of them are getting a book. Like I'm not. I, I don't like giving gift cards as much as I you know other people do. So I tried. I genuinely try to pick out a book that they'll like that they haven't read before. So that's my goal here for my children. Well, I'll let you know how that's how great. that goes over. Um, are, are we at the point of the podcast where I do the death reel? Yeah, I was going to actually just ask you to do that. First of all, um, let's do that and then we'll go to music. I'm sure you have yeah. stuff for music. Okay. I don't want to end on a downer. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I, I keep a list going with people, uh, noteworthy people. And forgive me if I've left anyone out. I think I've got uh, most people. But Mean Gene. Mean from Gene Okerlund. The, from a wrestling uh, commentator. Yeah. Super Dave, Bob uh, Einstein. Man, that was a that was a tough one. I, I was just watching. We just had the announcement. Um, 
last week or the week before, they're doing another season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I was just, they did a marathon on HBO the other day, and I was just watching a couple episodes. The Pickle Gambit, one of my favorite episodes from the most recent season, and he's so funny in that show. I don't know. It's going to be an emptiness on that show without him. Yeah. Because uh, he's so good. No shit. And, and and the character, it's also worth noting, the character that Keanu Reeves plays in Toy Story 4 is based on Super Dave. Very oh, much. It's a Canadian right. stuntman. It's, uh, it's, it's a, absolutely, nobody gets that. Nobody seems to get that. Like, no, nobody, Canadians get it, but uh, yeah. Americans who I talk to don't understand that that's what that character is. Um, anyway. I never thought of that. Yeah, I know it is. Um, Albert Finney. Ah, uh, yes. Carol Channing. Peter Tork from The Monkees. Mark Hollis, the lead singer of Talk Talk. Uh, Catherine Hellmond from Who's the Boss? Oh, yes, Mona. Luke Perry. <sighs> Keith Flint from Prodigy. Jan Michael Vincent. Dick Dale, the famous surf guitar player. Scott Walker, the singer. Ranking Roger from English Beat. Um, Susan Harris, the actor from Sweet Smell of Success. Uh, Georgia Engel from The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Peggy Lipton from Twin Peaks. The director, John Singleton. Is that the log lady from Twin Peaks? Uh, no. no, she's the restaurant. Oh, right. right. Okay, sorry. Yes. Okay. Uh, Peter Mayhew from Star Wars. I know. That was a tough one. Uh, Doris Day. Um, Machiko Kayo from, or Kio rather, from Rashomon. Tim Conway. Um, Klaus von Bülow. Oh, my God. The uh, famous, there's the famous movie called Reversal of Fortune with yes. Jeremy Irons oh, about yes. did he kill his wife, Klaus von Bülow? And yes, he probably did. Uh, Dr. John, uh, the singer, uh, the musician, I should say. Gloria Vanderbilt. Judith Krantz, the writer. Artie Johnson. H. Ross Perot. What? Yes. Ross Pro died. Yes, that's right. No idea. No idea. Are you serious? Um, yes. Oh, Rip, Rip Torn from the Larry Sanders yes, show. And of course, from he's been in many movies, but yeah, he yeah. was a very, very funny guy. Denise Nickerson, who played Violet Beauregard in Willy Wonka. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, She's I, the great in that movie. Well, the whole thing, I've got one of my, my most addictive mobile games I have on my phone right now. It's like Candy Crush, but it's branded with the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka. So she's in that game, and there's a thing, a power-up you get with her. She turns into a blueberry. Oh, and, that's uh, great. And uh, you roll her across the screen. But it's a, it's a great little game, and uh, that's that's still my favorite. Like, I love that movie so much, uh, much better than the the Johnny Depp version that came years later. Rutger Hauer. Yeah, that one was uh, – a lot of people were, were quoting his uh, kind of monologue from Blade Runner yeah. that week, and um, that was uh, – I think he improvised that yeah. uh, famously. So, yeah, really great uh, scene and great performer. Art Neville from the Neville Brothers, the lead singer of Alabama 3 named Jake Black, not Jack Black. That's why I introduced him with his title. Uh, D.A. Penny Baker, the famous um, documentarian. Toni Morrison, the author. Rosie Ruiz, the woman who lied uh, about winning the Boston Marathon. She oh, ran geez. in and she cheated. She did not. In fact, she took the subway. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's a great story if you, if you folks don't know it. Um, Peter Fonda, our second Mary Tyler Moore uh, actor, uh, Valerie Harper, Akira Kurosawa, the director. Great, great director. Amazing films. Singer Daniel Johnston and musician Eddie Money, Rick Ocasek, uh, the newscaster Koki Roberts, the musician Johnny Clegg, who opened for Midnight Oil when they played Winnipeg, um, Jesse Norman, the opera singer, Kim Shattuck, the lead singer of The Muffs. Ginger Baker, the drummer. Rip Taylor, the comedian. Not to be confused with Rip Torn. No, two Different. rips. Two rips, but yeah. rip. 
uh, Jimmy Nelson, the ventriloquist. Robert Forster, the actor. He's also, oh man. The weekend of El Camino, he died. Yeah, 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 yeah. Elijah Cummings, the U.S. congressman. Bill Macy from Maud. Bob Evans, the director. Um, John Witherspoon, the comedian. Uh, John Mann, the lead singer of Spirit of the West. Carol Spinney, Big Bird. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marie Fredrickson, the lead singer of Roxette. Uh, uh, Rene Abergenois. Oh, Abergenois. Odo. Yeah, yeah. Odo from Deep Space Nine. And, yeah. ben, and let's not forget Benson. Danny Aiello and Ron Liebman. Danny Aiello died? Yeah, last oh, week. Oh, no. And Ron Liebman. Oh. So there you go. I may have missed some actors. And is, does, it just me, does it seem like it happens more often around Christmas? Like I don't know what maybe it's just me. I I don't know if we that's get the, true. We get the three celebrity deaths. Uh, Seems every Christmas there are like like some major celebrity deaths. Um, I saw John Mann um, in passing in the uh, Victoria uh, to Victoria Island to Vancouver ferry. Oh. Um, I was walking. I, I was going over to visit my brother in Victoria, and I was getting on the ferry, and he was walking off the ferry, and I'm like. Hey, that's I didn't say anything to him. I should have. I'm not the kind of person that does that, but it absolutely was John Mann from Spirit of the West. It was awesome. Yeah, big like, dude. Big, that was awesome. It was big like Canadian star, and sadly, uh, he's one of the people who got dementia early in life, like in his 30s. Oh I think. no! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and there's a that. great documentary about him that was running on HBO Canada, hmm. uh, sort of on his battle with that. It's very sad. Yeah, but. Uh, that's the list for this year, and let us know if we've missed anybody. Of yeah, course, it's it's you know it's always tough, and uh, I don't know. It's you know these people, we're gonna miss them. Yeah. So shall we move on sure. to? Uh, Let's talk now, about some music. There's two more categories, I think. There's uh, albums, songs, albums and songs, so music, and then we normally do a whole podcast on lame words of the year. We're we gonna do a whole <laughs> podcast on it, or, or are we just gonna I name think we'll them? Just, let's All talk right. a lot of music because I got some finalists. Okay, okay, okay. So music, should I start? Yeah. For album, my favorite album of the year uh, is The National. Oh. The album I Am Easy to Find, and that's a surprise to me, too. It's a slow album. Was it um, easy to find? It was easy to find. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a slower album. It's an atmospheric album. It's got lots of duets on it, so it's not a typical album for them. And it just slowly grabbed hold of my brain and became one of my favorites. And among the other ones, um, I have to give a shout-out uh, specifically to The Who, who released an album last week, and it's great. It oh. really is great. I wouldn't list it as my favorite album, but it's definitely in my top ten. Um, and is there anybody else? Oh, I want to also say Julia Jacqueline has an album called Crushing. She played the Folk Fest this year. That album is fantastic. That would yeah. probably be my second favorite album. I'm not a huge, you know, I don't yeah. like, really listen to a ton of music, but I have to say I really enjoy the new Tool album. I thought that was very, very good. Really? Yeah, yeah. I love Tool, and I, thought, I was very excited to hear that new album, and it's it's excellent. It's it's pure. It's Tool. It's, Great. It's really, really true to their uh, to their nature, so it was a lot of fun. Fantastic. <laughs> And song, song. I, I can't think of any of the songs. All right. Again, I don't. I don't pay attention. I just put, oh, let's put this on, and I put it on. Listen to it. It's good. All right. I'm going to give two shouts out. Shout outs to songs. Little Steven, I gave a shout out to his album Summer. Now, of you Sorcery. saw him in concert this year. Didn't no, you? no, he oh. didn't come. Oh, that's right. Okay. He canceled the same oh, night shoot. as Morrissey. That's fine. I had tickets to both, so I got my refund. Oh, okay. Uh, that's so it, weird because Morrissey canceled yeah. the first time, and you right. That was the same day you bought all your Star Wars tickets. Everybody's canceled. That's right. Uh, <laughs> let's not remember that. Um. So Little Steven, Summer of Sorcery, I love that song. And there's a, an artist in the U.K. called Soak. 
a young person called Soak, and she sings. Uh, she's got uh, an excellent new album out, but she's got two songs that are pop gold. One's called Scrapyard, and one's called Knock Me Off My Feet. Those are two like it's like they're right right from the '80s. Okay, so cool. those the, I'm gonna list those as my favorite. So it's, it's so funny how the '80s is the uh, is the like nostalgic decade this year. Uh, maybe it has been for a couple of years, but with with Stranger Things and the Wonder Woman '84 trailer and this kind of stuff, it's like the everyone loves the '80s all of a sudden. It's kind of the, you know, it's just the thing that people love to and think about. It also depends where the money buying, what de- what decade the um, the money buying people with money went to high school. Oh yeah, yeah there yeah, you yeah. go. That's it. Okay, that's I didn't think of that. All right, so. shall we end with the lamest phrases of the year? Sure. All right, so we normally do a whole podcast on this, but um, I have nominated some. That um, I can't take, that I could not take in 2019. These are specific to 2019. There's some, there's some that continued from previous years, but these really found their, found their own in, uh, in 2019. Um, the term "reaching out." I'm reaching out to, <laughs> just reaching out to let you know, blah blah blah. We're not saying I'm just is that, sending. Is these. that better or worse than touching base? Just wanted to touch base. Worse, with you. worse than touching base. Reaching out is I, worse. I tend to use touching base a little bit That's more better. often. Just wanted to touch base with you. Okay, so that's my first one. The second okay. one is, I never thought blah, 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 whatever, but here we are. Okay. Okay, that's Twitter. <laughs> but here we are. I never thought we'd see Donald Trump yeah. as president, but here we are. I never thought that uh, DJ Khaled would release an album on Christmas Day, but here we are. <laughs> Did he do that? No. Okay. But may, may, I don't, I, I'm definitely not seeing it coming, but if it happens yeah, tomorrow, it then I'll have to tweet that. Um, I also hated the Twitter trend, only wrong answers. I don't get that at all. It's like yeah. it's like it's stupid. Yeah, there's better ones like ruin a movie in in five words or yeah. something like that. Those are f- more fun than wrong answers only because it's just ar- arbitrary and doesn't yeah. make sense to anybody. And else. everybody jumped on it and it was horrible. Ruined yeah. Twitter for about a month. Um, I'm still and, seeing them now. And then um, the final one in the short list is I'm not that person. So that's when somebody does something and you say, hey, don't do that. And they go, well, I'm not that person. And you go, well, yeah, you are that person. You just did it. That comes up in teaching sometimes. <laughs> I, and and okay. it used to be my bad. Yeah. My, I'm not that person has replaced my bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. My, it used to be my bad. And you go like, well, I don't see anyone else around here who's bad it could be. <laughs> so, yeah, it is your bad. Thank you. I have to say, I don't think it was a great year for memes in general. I'm trying to think of no. some interesting memes. There was that dumb Yoda one. I'm not talking about baby Yoda. I'm talking oh. about the other dumb Boomer. Yoda. Yeah, Boomer, that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there was another one. There was a one with, uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell my kids this is so whatever. Like, I'm going to tell my kids this is Kurt Cobain. It's just a photo of a guy with a blonde wig on and stuff like that. That wasn't that great. Like, there was not a lot of really memorable memes that came out this year. No, Spirit Animal made a comeback. Yeah. Uh, so did um, I was today years old when I found out. Yeah, blah, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. I hate that. Um, I experienced a negative thing. How is your year going? Yeah. That one uh, has been around. And I've noticed one that's come raging back with Star Wars, trying to unpack it. Oh. Trying to process it. <laughs> those are big. Those are big. And there's one specific to Winnipeg when the uh, Anaheim Ducks play here. It's duck hunting season. Oh, boo! Shut Come up. on, guys. Uh, about, let's just about. see if there's any else. Uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. We should kill that one forever too. I'm not crying. You're crying. You tweet. You tweet a meme with a little baby dog. 
It's called a puppy. Biting it's called a puppy. Kendra. A baby puppy biting a child. I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, yeah. I just can't think of any. Uh, like, you know, usually there's at least one really funny meme, and I just can't think of any right now. Well, though that's my list. Is there one that that you think no, is particularly I think gross? That's, you know, I feel like that's that's always it's a perennial every year. I feel like this or whatever. You I know? feel like it's perennial. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. All we'll, the time. we'll never get rid of no, that. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to I'm not that person. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because my bad was terrible, and I'm glad it went away. But this just replaces something that was horrible already. All right. Well, there you go. That's gonna do it for this episode of uh, the Mediators Podcast. Happy New Year, Kenton. Happy and Merry Christmas Merry and Happy Christmas, New Year happy holidays. to you. We'll and, see you and all. to everybody listening. We'll see you all in 2020. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. I'm not that person. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. And- <laughs> 2020. <laughs>